Today is Friday, November 12th, 2021, and here are three things you need to know to be smart today. The wife of a Biden official who is named in the Durham indictment is actually overseeing John Durham. How deep does the swamp go? Guys, this was a bombshell story. I think we're the first ones to this to really talk about that Jake Sullivan's wife works overseeing the John Durham report and indictments of Russiagate, which her husband was directly implicated in. Just, just creepy stuff here. Creepier still is the shade war between Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Man, these two just hate each other. Joe Biden is holding a crisis cabinet meeting in Kamala's absence, waited for Kamala to be 4,000 miles away in order to bring his cabinet together. And the FBI declares war on journalism. Raids Project Veritas. That's not 4,000 miles away. That's right here and now. It's terrifying stuff. We're covering all of it on The Benny Show. My name is Benny Johnson. All right, ladies and gentlemen, just some swampy, sticky, disgusting, mucky, slime-filled, frog-filled, absolute filth to bilge out your end of the week in case you wondered why we need to break up D.C., in case you wondered why you have to rip the swamp out of Washington, D.C., root and stem, have we got a story for you. You didn't realize how deep the corruption goes. You didn't realize how you are living inside of an oligarchy, did you? You are just a peasant inside of a surf class that is overseen by a ruling class that will not be mocked and will not allow you to have a voice. It's important to let you think you have a voice, but when it comes down to it, and certainly when it comes to holding themselves accountable for any wrongdoing, it ain't gonna happen. Wow, what a bombshell of a story. It should be the biggest story in the country the largest conflict of interest in perhaps American history, the wife of a Biden official who is named in the Durham indictment is overseeing the Durham report, the Durham investigation, the Durham indictment. That's right. She is overseeing the prosecution, potentially, of her own husband. Yeah. Oh, how's that going to work out? Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, from Fox News. Jake Sullivan's family ties to the Biden administration under scrutiny amid steel dossier and Afghanistan debacles. Here we go. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan is coming under increased scrutiny due to his deep family connections with the Biden administration, raising potential ethics Concerns as Sullivan is embroiled in new findings related to the special counsel and John Durham's investigation into the origins of the Russia probe in Afghanistan withdrawal. Fox News reported Tuesday that Sullivan is the foreign policy advisor referred to in the indictment of former Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign lawyer Michael Sussman, according to two well-placed sources. This is the closest Durham's probe into the origins of the Russia investigation has come to anyone directly associated with the Bidens in the White House. The Durham indictment lays out the scenario in which an unnamed Clinton campaign lawyer exchanged emails with the Clinton campaign manager, communication director, and foreign policy advisor Jake Sullivan concerning Russia Bank One allegations that Sussman had recently shared with an unnamed reporter. So let's stop here for just one moment. How did this all work? Well, it's very clear. Hillary Clinton's campaign were paying hatchet men these scumbag lawyers and these scumbag investigators to make up slander, libel, trash, dossier on Donald Trump. 
They then shopped this to reporters secretly and also shopped it to the FBI. Now, lying to reporters is not a crime. Politicians lie to reporters 1,000 times a second. Unfortunately, lying to a reporter is not a crime. But these people couldn't stop there. They thought they had too much power. They wanted the FBI to look into Donald Trump because they were so angry about Hillary Clinton getting looked into for her her actual scandal, which was how she communicated over email on a private server and put America's secrets at bay. Now, we're not doing an episode on Hillary Clinton's email server, although it'd be fun to revisit that. We're looking into the Russian dossier and where we're looking into Russia Gate. So this is how it happened. Who was involved in creating this lie? that was eventually propagated and sold to the FBI. That's what John Durham is investigating. And what they found is that Jake Sullivan, national security advisor at the White House right now, I mean, inarguably one of the top officials in Joe Biden's White House, was directly involved in Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign and directly involved in the fomenting and the creation and the mocking up of this phony dossier. That is huge stuff. That's scandal stuff. But we continue. Sullivan's wife, Maggie Goodlander, clerked for Attorney General Merrick Garland when she was a D.C. Circuit judge. When Merrick Garland was a D.C. Circuit judge, correction, and now is counseled to Garland at the Department of Justice. In addition, his brother, Tom Sullivan, serves as Deputy Chief of Staff for Policy at the State Department. And Tom's wife, Rosie Sullivan, holds a top position as acting assistant secretary for legislation in the Department of Health and Human Services. Just in case you guys want to know how deep the roots, these rotten, disgusting, putrid roots run in our swamp, this is how deep it runs in the swamp. Why do you think these people never get held accountable? Because their own damn wives, Maggie Goodlander, goes home to Jake Sullivan every night, presumably, unless they're Peter Strzok, you know, unless they're of the, you know, Peter Strzok uh, style of of relationship management and counseling. Maggie Goodlander goes home to Jake Sullivan, the person that she is looking at for prosecution. How do you think that's going to go? How do you think that's going to go? What do you think is going to happen there, right? Are you married? Do you want your spouse to go to prison? Most people don't. But it's not just his spouse. It's his brother. It's his brother's wife. All of these people are there to protect each other. This is how it works. It's the phalanx of the swamp. That's why the swamp needs to be ripped out. Matthew Buckman, founder of the group American for Accountability Foundation, a nonprofit organization dedicated to bringing transparency to government officials and political elites, told Fox News that it is especially troubling that Sullivan and his family members at the top level of the DOJ, an agency responsible for overseeing the Durham probe. In addition, uh, AFF plans to recommend to Congress that it launch an investigation into Garland's ties with Sullivan. Yes. How do you think these people continue to skate by without prosecution? It's because the prosecutors are their own family. It's not that hard. Oh, man. This is, uh, I mean, this this is the most egregious case I've ever seen. The fact that he has relatives in the agency responsible for overseeing the investigation is very troubling from an oversight and watchdog perspective. And something that we would recommend and potentially will recommend to Congress is keep a close eye on and investigate this. 
This is something we always flag and we don't want any undue influence from family members on an ongoing investigation. Sullivan's position is one of the top national security uh, experts in the country, carries immense pressure and the weight of responsibility. Uh, and it's a little strange that the U.S. has such a young national security advisor. Sullivan is 44 years old. In comparison, President Trump's first national security advisor, Michael Flynn, was 58 when he assumed office. Uh, and President Obama's first uh, national security advisor was 65. Tom Fitton, president of uh, government, uh, president of government watchdog Judicial Watch, told Fox News that Sullivan's wife, uh, wife's connections to Garland and his top advisor raises ethics questions, and is suspect a suspect that Sullivan keeps appearing in the center of the political controversies, including Afghanistan and now the Steele dossier. From Benghazi to Hillary Clinton's email to the Steele dossier to the Af. Afghanistan disaster, Jake Sullivan keeps popping up. It's now par for the course that his family connections to Garland through his spouse's top advisory role at DOJ raises additional ethics questions. If Jake Sullivan isn't already the target of the Durham investigation, he should be. He should. His continued presence in the Biden White House speaks volumes. This is brutal. We shall see what's going to happen. But, I mean, guys, these people have been failing upwards their entire lives, and, and their failures have real-world consequences. KT McFarlane was a national security advisor to President Trump. She was unduly slandered in the Russiagate investigation. She was on Fox News. She had this to say. All right, first of all, the, the attorney general's counsel, special assistant, who is overseeing the investigation that John Durham is making, is Jake Sullivan's wife. So the wife is, is overseeing the investigation that potentially includes her husband, number one. Number two... Jake Sullivan was known, I mean, it was an open secret that Jake Sullivan was the one during the 2016 campaign and then after the 2016 election who was feeding the media all sorts of information about Donald Trump collusion, Steele dossier, Donald Trump never would have won the election unless he had had help with the Russians. So he was out there feeding what he presumably now we know that was a big lie. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, how are you supposed to run a country? If the worst people in that country, the people who flaunt the laws, the people who steal from the democracy and the republic itself, they stole from the will of the people. The Russia dossier is a practice in the elites keeping the power to themselves. They do not care what your vote was. They did not care that you elected Donald Trump. They were going to sabotage and kneecap Donald Trump, Nancy Kerrigan style. They were not going to allow that administration to succeed. They were going to do every dirty trick that they possibly could. They would put Trump in jail if they could. They were going to try and trick and lie and deceive in order to usurp the will of the people, in order to steal your voice. The entire country should be out in the streets over this. The entire country should be incensed over this. And the fact that these disgusting slime bags continue to hold positions, high positions inside of our government, where they can do immense damage to our country, including but not limited to 13 American soldiers who are dead right now because of Jake Sullivan's plans in Afghanistan's plans, big air quotes there. It is egregious. It is enough to make your blood boil, really, as, uh, as, as red-blooded Americans. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got uh, some good news coming up, though. <laughs> Joe Biden, Joe Biden uh, not doing well, and his entire regime is in total disarray. And even the regime media are turning on Biden at this point. 
So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, get ready. We're about to see troubled waters ahead. I think these people are just going to get more, they're going to get more desperate as power slips away, as their influence slips away. Uh, so be prepared and be vigilant. Being prepared is what I am every single weekend when my boys come over and say, hey, Benny, slap some meat on the grill we want to eat. And I say, I got you boys because I got good ranchers. That's right. I am a proud customer of good ranchers. Good ranchers is the number one way to make sure that my freezer and fridge are stocked with red meat ready for the grill. T-bone steaks, tenderloins, New York strips, bone in filet, caveman style, baby. That's the way that I like it. Right off the grill, right over the fire, a little salt, a little pepper, and we're ready to go. You're ready to eat like an American, and you can be proud that you're eating like an American because this meat comes from America, 100% American-raised beef and chicken, and it is delicious. It arrives right on your doorstep, and thank you, by the way, this audience crashed the Good Ranchers website. That's right, the amount of traffic from our show crashed their website and they're back online after being down for a little bit last week. GoodRanchers.com is back and better than ever with a special just for you. 10 Bistro Filets. That's a $100 value. 10 free Bistro Filets for you and $25 off each box of mouth-watering American meats for life. That's with free shipping. That's Good Ranchers, ladies and gentlemen. Eat like an American. Go to Good Ranchers backslash Benny for this offer. Good Ranchers backslash Benny. $25 off your subscription for life. Free express shipping and 10 free bistro fillets. They are delicious. What is also delicious is the shade war between Joe Biden and Kamala Harris right now. Oh, man. The shade war update. We haven't had one of these in a very, very long time. Joe Biden hates Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris hates Joe Biden. And they <laughs> don't love each other. They don't even like each other. This is why you don't see them together very often. You never see them together in a way that you would like see two people that are, I don't know, hemming the most powerful country in the world working together. You know, you saw Mike Pence and Donald Trump at all of these things. Mike Pence always defending Donald Trump. Um, obviously, there's a lot... You know, with the with the certification of the election, a lot of people very upset at that. That's not what the show is about. I let's talk about the four years. The, the let's talk about the three years and eleven months <laughs> up to the certification of the election. That's a whole other show. We're not going to get into that right now. Let's talk about the three years and eleven months up to that uh, up to that point. You often saw Mike Pence defending Donald Trump. You would often see them working together. You saw this uh, in uh, successful presidencies throughout time, right? You, you know, Reagan working with Bush, Bush working with Cheney, uh, 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 Clinton working with Gore, these people uh, having their backs, right? The vice president's there essentially as a ceremonial office. This person has the back of the president. Does Kamala Harris have Joe Biden's back? Well, I mean, as long as there's a knife in her hand and that knife is going directly into Joe Biden's back, uh, then she has his back. Kamala Harris is a backstabber. She's a power grubber and grabber. She hates the fact that she has to serve uh, under Joe Biden. Um, uh, Joe Biden's a pretty gross dude. Uh, we covered earlier this week that Joe Biden farted his way through Europe. Nobody wants to be under Joe Biden. Nobody's wishing that on anyone. But nonetheless, these two hate each other because... The entire administration is a sham. The, this entire administration is illegitimate. These people, the, the, it's fraudulent, truly. Like, it's it's fraudulent. 
And the way it's fraudulent is this. These people didn't run for president. They were manufactured. There was no, there was no Kamala Harris, Joe Biden charisma. There was, there was no lightning bolt between the two of them that made them like each other and want to run together on a shared vision for the country. No, screw that. It was Barack Obama sitting down and huddling with the most powerful donors and uh, media scions in the country, corporate media heads, and Barack Obama sitting there in Martha's Vineyard in a back room, huddling with them and saying, okay, what's going to poll test the best? Well, you got to give the uh, you know senior citizens who don't like Donald Trump's Twitter, you got to give them Joe Biden. They'll think that it's you know going back to, uh, you know, I like Ike. And then you got to give the wokesters and all the intersectional freaks, you got to give them Kamala Harris. And you put those two together and we're going to like make a little coalition and that coalition is going to defeat Trump. And here we are. Those people don't like each other. Kamala Harris was a savage to Joe Biden on the debate stage. Kamala Harris was bru- more brutal than anyone to Joe Biden on the debate stage. I mean, I think if you were to be honest, Kamala Harris hates Biden more than anyone who ran for president in uh, 2020 on the Democrat side. Listen to this. When Vice President Biden was in the United States Senate working with segregationists to oppose busing, which was the vehicle by which we would integrate America's public schools, had I been in the United States Senate at that time, I would have been completely on the other side of the aisle. And let's be clear about this. Had those segregationists their way, I would not be a member of the United States Senate, Cory Booker would not be a member of the United States Senate, and Barack Obama would not have been in a position to nominate him to the title he now holds. And so, on that issue, we could not be more apart, which is that the vice president has still failed to acknowledge that it was wrong to take the position that he took at that time. Just a uh, short reminder there, exactly what a uh, what a complete, like, savage sociopath Kamala was to uh, to Biden. But she's not wrong, necessarily. She's not wrong there. Um, but what's wrong is putting those two together and making, you know, saying, hey, look, they like each other. They don't like each other. Joe Biden has called his first cabinet meeting, an emergency cabinet meeting, as his regime is in total collapse on all fronts. Uh, he called his first co- cabinet meeting while Kamala Harris is like 4,000 miles away. She's in France. Kamala Harris is in France. Now, you may remember that Kamala Harris uh, complained to Lester Holt when he was asking about the border crisis, why she hasn't gone to the border. And Kamala giggled and cackled and said, you know, oh, I haven't been to Europe. <laughs> now she's finally getting her chance to go to Europe. Uh, here are, here is, uh, he, here is what it sounds like when Kamala Harris goes to Europe, goes to France and uses a fake French accent. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. With us in government, we campaign with the plan, uppercase T, uppercase P, the plan. And then the environment is such that we're expected to defend the plan. Even when the first time we roll it out, there may be some glitches and it's time to reevaluate and then do it again. So, yeah, the, you know, so, I mean, cringe, right? Cringe, gross, sad, depressing. It's no wonder uh, why Joe Biden's having a cabinet meeting without Kamala Harris here stateside. Uh, He waits until Kamala Harris goes halfway around the world and then calls his uh, first cabinet meeting in a very long time. they are saying that this cabinet meeting is in order to talk about all their successes. No, it's because every member of Joe Biden's cabinet has some type of major crisis or scandal ongoing. 
Go ahead and listen to this reporting from Fox News. Took four or five months. How come? It did, and Bill, they schedule these cabinet meetings a long ways in advance to make sure that everybody who needs to be there can make it, but somehow this one got scheduled while the vice president, Kamala Harris, is in France. They schedule these cabinet meetings a long way in advance to make sure everybody who needs to be there can get there. Somehow this one got scheduled while Kamala was in France. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shade war, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, it's a cold war gone hot. These, uh, these two don't like each other. They don't want each other. Uh, they don't. The, the, the Harris camp and the Biden camp despise each other. There's a lot of backbiting. There's a lot of open feuding in the press. And this is what you get when you have two people that are just bound by one singular thing. The singularity here is this. Power and the destruction of America. That's it. That's the only thing that binds them. And when you're bound like that, there's no honor among thieves, right? As they say. And so these, there's no honor among these people. They're just bound by hatred of generally the same thing and love of the same thing. Hatred of red-blooded, good-hearted Americans and love of power. And that's going to lead them to behave like power-hungry fiends against each other. And that's what you're having right now. So huge insult to Kamala Harris. Should have seen that coming. You would have seen that coming if you had better glasses. Thank God I use better spectacles. I look at screens all day long, day and night, night and day. I'm staring at a TV screen, a computer screen, or an iPhone screen. I'm looking at my screens day and night, and it strains my eyes. And you only get one set of eyes, so you better treat them right. That's why I use better spectacles. Better Spectacles is the authentic German-engineered Rotenstock eyewear that is available for the first time in the U.S. Rotenstock is a 144-year-old company, the world's gold standard, with over 500 patents and decades ahead of other eyeglasses companies on the market. Their expert eye specialists can help everyone who needs glasses, but they specialize in difficult prescriptions like mine. Because I'm looking at screens all day long, man, I gotta get a good set of glasses, and Better Spectacles hooks me up. I have intermediate vision problems, and that's a big deal, right, for my computer watching all day. Better Spectacles from Rotenstock, they offer a computer spectacles that I use. They have an advanced algorithm that really helps me out. No neck strain. It allows me to see up to 40% better. My eyes have more energy at the end of the day, and that's what it's all about. Go to betterspectacles.com backslash Benny now to schedule a teleoptical appointment. You don't even have to leave your house. They're offering an introductory 61% off their computer plus free handcrafted German-made Rotenstock frames with every order. Go now, Better Spectacles backslash Benny. Better Spectacles backslash Benny. All right, well, I uh, gotta tell you guys, I have really gotten nervous a little bit about uh, one thing in particular in our country right now, and that is the collusion and desperation of our ruling class. So what you're going to have here going forward, and trust me on this one, uh, I'm not wrong here. I've lived in Washington, D.C. I've lived around these people for so long. What you're going to have here uh, going forward as they see power slip away, as they watch Virginia, New Jersey, California, Texas, Minneapolis, huge losses in, in Florida, all right? We reported that Florida is now being is now seen as unwinnable for Democrats. They're not going to spend, they spend millions and millions here to try and uh, win the governorship over the last few cycles. They're not going to even play anymore in Florida. They've been seeing losses 
And what's going to happen is they're going to start getting desperate. Like a dog that gets wounded and backed into a corner, the ruling class it really has done it to themselves this time. They've really shot themselves in the foot. Americans aren't going to tolerate this any longer. They're not going to tolerate this level of collusion between uh, corporate media and our government uh, law enforcement. It's all getting exposed. And they're getting desperate. These are the kind of desperate people that try and censor our speech, stop free speech from happening in a country, all the telltale signs of this. And the most egregious one that has happened that should shock and horrify legitimately every single red-blooded American. I mean, you should all be pissed off at this. It's so irritating to me, if I may rant for just one more second, that people view this through a partisan lens. Ladies and gentlemen, if they can steal our votes, if they can steal our elections, they can steal your elections. Just try it. Try being Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders was hands down the most charismatic, and it's funny because he, he's like he's like as old as a dinosaur. He's like Jurassic Park. But Bernie Sanders was, without question, the most charismatic and interesting uh, and grassroots candidate in both 2016 and in 2020. Bernie Sanders should have walked away with it in 2020, and Bernie Sanders uh, should have, I think, narrowly defeated Hillary Clinton in 2016. I went to a lot of Bernie Sanders rallies. I was a reporter at the time. Ladies and gentlemen, they, they, they screwed Bernie. They schlonged Bernie. They screwed him. They did. They really, really did. You can tell. You can see it. You can see it in the number of houses Bernie has. Bernie is like an old communist sellout. You can totally just be bought off, and I think that's exactly what happened. Uh, but they really did screw him. Bernie Sanders was winning state after state after state. They screwed him in Iowa. The DNC was messing with the Iowa caucuses. Like, they didn't release the results for, like, four months afterwards. And they were going, uh, uh, you know, full bore against Bernie uh, in all of these states. Well, I mean, generally, because they wanted to, you know, because these people are communists, and they, they, like, they like central control of things. So they wanted the control. Bernie Sanders wasn't giving them the control. They wanted to control the outcome. They knew that Bernie Sanders was too radical to win nationwide. And so they, you know, uh, metaphorically put a bullet uh, in that out back. And they took Bernie out. This is rigging an election. The entire party got together in order to rig an election against Bernie. And then they rigged, an, you know, they, and, and they, they use that same tactic on anything that they don't like. They do. And they did. And, you know, every Democrat and, you know, the progressives should be really pissed at this. And I guess they, you know, are letting Bernie write all their bills right now. And that ain't working out too good for him either. But I guess that's the point, is that if they can use, if they can weaponize uh, law enforcement in this country against journalists on the right, they can do it against journalists on the left. Stop being so short-sighted, you idiots. You don't want this. You don't want a world where, where where federal investigators, and it's the story we're about to cover right now, where federal investigators and law enforcement raid journalists' homes and then leak information that they get off of the uh, mobile devices that they steal from these reporters. This just happened to James O'Keefe. FBI declares war on journalism, raids Project Veritas. Here from Fox News. The most shocking story in the country right now. A story that should appall all Americans. James O'Keefe addressed FBI raids of Project Veritas reporters over Biden daughter stolen diary. 
federal judge orders DOJ to halt extraction of James O'Keefe's phones following FBI raid. Man, this is just, just, just regime stuff, man. It's regime stuff. Here we go. The home of Project Veritas founder James O'Keefe, along with other two other Project Veritas journalist apartments, were raided over the last week. The FBI raid ordered by the Southern District of New York is part of an investigation into the missing diary belonging to the president's daughter, Ashley Biden. According to O'Keefe, tipsters approached his group late last year, alleging to have Ashley Biden's diary containing explosive allegations about her father and the Democrat nominee. And that the diary was allegedly abandoned in a room that she had stayed at uh, after she had left. The tipsters, who James O'Keefe said had never he had them never met prior, were apparently negotiating with media outlets to sell Biden's diary, and that ultimately Project Veritas did not publish the book's contents because the group was not able to independently verify its authenticity. Yesterday, a federal judge ordered the Department of Justice to stop extracting data from the phones that were taken from O'Keefe's household. The order, which came Thursday from a district court judge uh, from the Southern District of New York, granted the request from O'Keefe's legal team uh, that was made on Wednesday uh, as a special master to be appointed to oversee the review of his devices. O'Keefe's attorney, Harmeet Dillon, went on Tucker Carlson and explained further. Uh, let's listen. Well, our client James O'Keefe's home was raided on Sunday, on Saturday morning by the FBI. They had a battering ram and they threw him out in the hallway and took, you know, in handcuffs and took his phones. Now, a lot of privileged information was on his phones, including communications with, by my count, four dozen different lawyers over the years. And coincidentally, this, this publication came out this afternoon from the New York Times. Now, I can't say with a certainty how the New York Times got this information, but I can say that they got it in a way that is illegal and unethical. And so we have to ask that question. And so, you know, what we have right now is a very disturbing situation of the U.S. Attorney's Office and or the FBI tipping off the New York Times to each of the raids on Project Veritas's current and former employees last week. We know that because minutes after these raids occurred, they got calls from the New York Times, which was the only journalism outlet that knew about it. And they published this hit piece today, which is really despicable. So what O'Keefe's team is alleging here is that the FBI on political motivations, first off, full stop, why is the FBI investigating lost diaries of presidential, of like the kids of the president? When did this become a thing? Is this a thing? Is this like, does the president now get his own like law enforcement agency? You become president and suddenly you have your own law enforcement agency? This is a, this is a, a pretty wild turnabout from the Trump era when I distinctly remember that the Trump kids, you know, all of them, Ivanka, Don, Eric, Barron, Tiffany, all these kids were subject to such harassment, such perverse trespassing, and leaking, and influence hustling, and information hustling, and spying by our corporate press, the slander and malevolence from our corporate press against these children, Barron Trump being like 11 or 10 years old when they started to harass and attack Baron Trump as like an animal uh, abuser. You remember that? Yeah, the corporate media squealed when this kind of stuff happened to the Trump kids. They would 
salivate. They would, they would fill a drool cup, drooling over the chance to get Don Jr.'s diary and publish every little thing about it and open an investigation, criminal investigation if they could, over Don Jr.'s diary. But no, now Ashley Biden's diary becomes a matter of national security. Weird that. Strange that. Strange how that flips. Strange how that happens. But here we are. Dylan said the DOG, DOJ leaked contents and in confidential information about the raid to the New York Times. So Harmy Dylan says that the New York Times, in concert with the FBI, are now attacking journalists in this country. Do you live in a free nation anymore? You could. You could. If you demanded that Republicans rip this trash out of our country root and stem, they rip up the swamp root and stem. If you demanded it of your Republicans, we are the majority in this country. We are the ones who control this country. We are the majority, period. We need to start acting like it. You need to rip these people out. You need to cast them into the abyss. Be done with this permanent ruling class. Truly, the next Republican race is going to be this moment where you get a candidate that damn well better promise to dissolve these agencies one by one and start over. Break up Washington, D.C. Rip these people out, root and stem. Root and stem planted at 9,000 feet above sea level. Root and stems planted so high up that most people wouldn't even be able to, to survive up there. That is what Bonner Private Wines does. Bonner Private Wines is the highest altitude wine in the world, grown in one of the most remote regions in the world, in the Andes Mountains. It is so cool to drink these wines. Let me tell you, it is what I drink at dinner. I eat a lot of red meat. I drink Bonner Private Wines at dinner. They have these beautiful red wines, and they're grown in this extreme altitude, and it makes these these grapes just pop, man. They just pop. They're so delicious. They come from the Andes Mountains in Argentina. They're grown 9,000 feet above sea level, and they taste like it. Blackberry, leather, smoke, dark cherry. These are so good. You should try these wines. Really, truly, try them. They're the household wine of the Johnson family. And the best part is you're not paying inflated prices. Traditional box wine makes you pay. There's no middleman. If you enjoy wine... You got to try these. Try Bonner Private Wines backslash Benny. That's Bonner Private Wines backslash Benny for 50% off the wine, 50% off shipping. Can't get better than that, especially in the uh, supply chain crisis that we're facing right now. And, uh, you know, as you watch the news and read the news, you're going to need a glass of wine, man. You're going to need a sippy sip. You look at what's happening to James O'Keefe, a friend of the show, uh, a friend of mine for a long time. It makes your blood boil. We're very, very angry about this, and every American should be. This is not a fight against a political ideology. And as long as people start viewing it in the red-blue paradigm, they're going to be blind. You're going to be blind. This is a fight for the absolute cornerstones of this country, which are being eroded with a sledgehammer and a jackhammer by the corporatist left. They want a country that is own and run wholesale by them, where they have all of the outcomes predetermined, 
where you have no power. That is why they are weaponizing media, law enforcement, federal law enforcement, the judicial system, as you can see in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. They are weaponizing your own Fifth Amendment rights against you. You don't deserve rights, they say, and they say it loudly. And we need to speak loudly back. Once again, we are three-fourths of the country. Far and away, Americans who believe in law and order, believe in our natural rights, believe in what America is, we are the majority in this country. Let's start acting like it. Demand better of your Republican officials. Push them. This is how you create a permanent majority. Push them to act and wield power the way that Democrats wield power when they get just a teeny bit of it. Wield power and save America. That's what we're planning on doing on this show. That's why we broadcast every single day. But we are going to be taking a few days off next week. Next week, we are going to be going pheasant hunting. We'll have a lot of uh, interesting tales from that, but we will be out in a remote location and so we're going to be offline for two days next week, Monday and Tuesday. And so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and uh, pop onto our social media um, or our email list and check in on the uh, on the updates from the pheasant hunting. We're going to take uh, a, a few days off from podcasting uh, to go go get some delicious birds and go enjoy God's green earth in this beautiful nation of ours pheasant hunting in South Dakota uh, with the family, a family event. We're going to go live our little American dream uh, and get some get some rest while we do it. And we'll be back at it midweek next week. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. <laughs>